You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, Episode 2, The Self-Coaching Model. Are you a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome. I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used, to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down, and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I'm really excited to share with you about the self-coaching model. The self-coaching model is the main tool or one of the main tools that I use as a life coach. And it's really pretty cool. It simplifies a lot of things in our life. In fact, everything in our life can be separated into one of five categories. And these five categories are what the self-coaching model is. So as a life coach, I get to help you put everything from your life into the correct category as a way to see how they all fit together. But we do that by looking at one particular thing in your life at a time. The self-coaching model is a tool to bring understanding and awareness to you. It's not to bring you any guilt or shame. It's not to use as a weapon against yourself or against anybody else. And that's really important to remember. Also, as you learn more about life coaching, we often will get tempted to to want to change what we're thinking, what we're believing. And the self-coaching model also is not to make you change what you're thinking. And that will make sense as I explain a little bit more to you. Um, Trust me that yes, you can change your thinking and that's going to be so important. But the most important thing is to create this awareness around what's happening in your life and why it's happening. And that's going to be one of the most powerful steps in, in creating change in your life, in improving yourself and overcoming anything that is hard for you. So now let's dive into what is the self-coaching model and how does it work? <laughs> well, as I already mentioned a couple of times, it's got five categories. They are circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. This order, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, is really important. It's there for a, a reason. And so I'm going to share with you a little bit about what each category is, what it means, and you will see as I go through why this order is is really important, okay? So the first one is circumstances. And uh, just before I get into it, you may hear me say something like C-line, T-line, F-line. That is just the easy way of saying circumstance, thought, feeling, etc. okay? So circumstances, the C-line, are facts. You may or may not have any control over a circumstance. It's also really boring. It's just kind of like some data pieces. You can get really, really specific about it. The circumstance is also neutral. And 
as I list for you some examples of things that are circumstances, you may disagree with it initially. And I totally understand I was there. But listen through and it's going to make sense. I promise you. So some things that are circumstances, things that are neutral, are the temperature outside, an exact quote, an exact action taken, a number. It might be a number on a scale, on a thermometer, a population, any number. Your job, like your title, your description, that's a circumstance. Your age. Pornography is a circumstance. Drugs like heroin, crack, meth, these are all circumstances. Human trafficking is a circumstance. People killing other people is also a circumstance. The reason why these things are circumstances is because they are things that exist in the world. They happen. It's true that people kill people, that people traffic people, that pornography exists. It's also true that there are numbers in the world and ages and jobs, right? But how can I say something like human trafficking is neutral and not bad? Well, that leads perfectly into our next line of the self-coaching model, which is thoughts. When we learn about a circumstance, our brain makes evaluations or judgments. These are thoughts. Some are helpful, some are not. Some are appropriate or maybe not appropriate. So human trafficking is a thing that happens. And my thoughts about it include things like, that is evil, that is sick, it is disgusting. And I want to keep these thoughts. I don't want to think that human trafficking is good, but clearly some people must think differently than me because people do it. So does that help clarify it? If not, let me know and I'll try to explain it better. So you don't have to change your thought around any topic if you don't want to. That's not the purpose as of, of life coaching. That's not my job. That's not what I'm trying to do. My hope is to help you realize that the circumstance triggers the thought. And then these thoughts may or may not help you. So let's look at um, something like snow. Someone might think, I hate snow. It's the worst. Nothing good happens when it snows. Another person seeing the same snow might think, I love it. I love to ski and snowboard. So many great sports can be done in the snow. Someone else might see the same snow and maybe it's their first time seeing snow and they may think something like, this is incredible. I can't believe the ground actually turns white. I'm so amazed. So not too long ago, I was driving in the city. I live in on an acreage, and so I was in the city near me. And I'm in Saskatchewan, Canada, and we have a lot of snow. And as I was driving around, I noticed the giant piles of snow that are in almost every single parking lot. And I realized, you know what? I'm thinking... That's normal because I see it every year, every single year of my life. 
I have seen giant piles of snow in a parking lot. And so it's normal. That is my thought. It's normal. And I started thinking, I wonder what someone would think if they came from a country or an area where there was very little to no snow. And just seeing these piles of snow that are really tall and taking up several parking spots in every parking lot, what would they be thinking? And it was just so interesting just realizing how I thought it was normal. (laughs) So same circumstances, different thoughts. Okay, let's look at the number 250. What if I told you that number was a population? What if I told you that number was a temperature on an oven? Or a temperature not on an oven? What if I told you 250 was the weight in pounds of a five foot six, or sorry, a six foot five inch man? What if I told you it was the weight of a five foot seven inch woman? Did you notice how your thoughts about the number changed? But the number stayed the same. We have amazing brains that take data and other information, right? It's all just data and experiences and memories to make a judgment call. So those are our thoughts. And just how do our thoughts affect our lives? In a word, powerfully. Our thoughts create our feelings. Feelings are emotions. So when we have a thought, it triggers a release of a chemical from our brain. And those chemicals get released into our bodies and create some sort of sensation. Some people call it a vibration. I just prefer the word sensation. It just makes a bit more sense to me. And I go into feelings in the first episode. So if you want more about feelings, go listen to that. So when we have a thought, we have a feeling and our thought creates that feeling. So we're going to stick with our circumstance of snow. And if someone's thinking, this is the worst, a feeling that they probably are feeling is annoyed, right? See that? Now, someone seeing the same snow, if they're thinking, this is the best, maybe feeling excited. So our feelings, our emotions, are the fuel that drive us or motivate us to take action, So things like fear, worry, dread, anticipation, excitement, confidence, joy, fun, numb, these are all feelings and they affect how we show up for the people around us and for ourselves. It's really important to recognize that the circumstance did not create the feeling Okay, the snow did not create the feeling of annoyance, nor did the snow create the feeling of excitement. The thought did. Why is that so important? Well, if we blame it on the circumstance, whether it's good or bad, we aren't in control. We don't get to decide what to feel. The circumstance does. So imagine this. If snow created the feeling we would all have to feel the same feeling. Snow equals, which is it? Is it that snow equals annoyance? Or is it that snow equals excitement? Or is it that snow equals fear, right? That just doesn't make sense. It's not true. Our thoughts about the snow, 
are what's creating our feelings. And so when we know that our thoughts are creating our feeling, we can take ownership of our feelings. Whether we like the feeling or we don't like the feeling, we take ownership of it. So that's like saying, I feel annoyed because I'm thinking this is the worst, right? When we see the snow. When we see the snow, I'm feeling excited because I'm thinking this is the best. And so that doesn't mean that the right answer is always to feel happy or at peace about something or excited or calm about something. Let's look at that human trafficking example or murder. Do you want to feel happy about it? I know I don't. (laughs) No way. What if you've lost your job or a relationship that you thought was going really well was just ended by the other person? Do you want to feel happy about that? Mm -mm, Not a chance. You want to be sad. You want to be miserable or depressed or discouraged or confused, right? That makes so much more sense than being happy and excited about human trafficking or having a relationship end, especially when you're not the one who wanted it to end, right? So I want to share with you an example of something that happened to me just really recently. Like I mentioned earlier, we live on an acreage and my husband and four children and I, we were driving into town and we need to drive on a divided highway. So we were driving north on the divided highway when I noticed a car coming towards us, going south, but in the northbound lane of traffic. And do you know what my brain offered me? Do you know what feeling I felt? Fear. And that fear helped to save our lives. How? How did it help save our lives? Well, my fear drove me to take action. Okay? Our feelings drive our actions. So my husband, his name is Jordan, by the way. We just have a one-letter difference between our names. He was driving, and I saw the car, and so my thought would have been something like, we need to move because we're going to die. And so I felt fear, and so I pointed out the car. I said, there's a car going the wrong way. And so then my husband, who was driving, he was then able to respond, and we were able to move over safely, and no harm came to us. But he told me he hadn't seen the car yet, and if I had not pointed it out to him, he probably wouldn't have had time to notice it, register what was happening, and respond safely without my heads up. So here we were, two cars going highway speeds, and my fear saved us because it drove me to take the action to save our lives. So my feelings served me really, really well. Now I can look back on that experience with gratitude because I'm thinking about how incredible it is that we were safe and choosing to believe or thinking that God's hand was there protecting us. And so then that gratitude causes me to say a little prayer of thanks to God and looking for other ways that I've been blessed. So our actions are the things that we do. Our feelings affect what we do and how we do them. Um, So a really clear example from my life that I always go back to is if I'm reading a book or a story to one of my children. If when I'm reading this story, I'm feeling 
a feeling of love or connection, happiness, or am feeling relaxed, the way that I read that story is very um, involved. I'm doing voices. I've got inflection in my tone. And I'm taking my time with it to help it be an enjoyable experience for my child. I can read that same story to that same child, but if I'm feeling annoyed, mad, tired, rushed, overwhelmed, tapped out, anything like that, guess how I read that story? Deadpan voice. I am not doing voices. I'm rushing through it. And so it just looks completely different even though it's the same book. My feelings, my emotions have completely changed how I read it to them. Our actions also include our inactions, so the things we don't do. So we're going to go back to our snow example. When you see the snow and you're thinking this is the worst and you're feeling annoyed, you'll probably take the actions of staying inside as much as possible, grumbling while you're shoveling the snow or scraping it off your car, You're not going to play out in the snow. Or if you do need to be out in the snow, maybe you're outside with young children or you're a teacher on supervision, you're going to be in the snow as little as possible, right? You're not moving around and you're also looking for all of the bad, noticing how cold your toes and fingers are and that your nose is runny. So those are the actions from feeling annoyed. However, if you're seeing the snow and thinking this is the best, you're feeling excited, The actions will be getting outside as fast as possible, going tobogganing, which is sledding for anyone who's not Canadian, building a snow creation, going to the ski hill, snowshoeing, wiping your runny nose and not thinking it's a big deal, staying active to stay warm or getting finger and hand warmers if needed. So as you can see, our actions are complete, can look completely different be completely different actions or be the same action but look completely different depending on what emotion is fueling them. And so our actions now, they create things in our life. They create our results. So when you're, when you're thinking about the snow, this is the worst, that person, maybe it's you, maybe it's someone that you know, they really create the worst experience for themselves because... Being outside is terrible. They're, they're grumbling. They're looking for all of the bad. They're not playing. However, the person who's thinking this is the best, they take actions that create the best experience for themselves. Our results always reflect our thoughts. And it is so mind-blowing to see that, especially when it's brand new. And... It's so interesting, especially when you're having a thought that's kind of mean or judgmental about another person. We end up acting in the exact way that we think they are acting. So I'll give you a little example. When I'm thinking my child doesn't listen to me, do you know what I do? (laughs) I interrupt them. While they're speaking, I'm thinking about how I'm going to respond or just judging them for what they have to say. And so know what I've created, know what this results in. I don't truly listen to my child. They don't listen. I don't listen. So this is true no matter what. And so it's really interesting if you are doing a model where you have a thought about another person, look for the ways that you are acting in that way. (laughs) 
And so the purpose of doing this model, whether you're doing it yourself or if I'm helping you do a model when you come for coaching, um, it's not to get mad at yourself. It's not to say that you're doing it wrong. It's just to become more aware. So when you do come to me for coaching, I will help you see these models. I'll write them up on paper so you can see them. And we're going to be so loving when we do it. We're going to be really curious. This is just to get awareness so that you have the power to make changes if you want. I'm not ever going to tell you that you're doing it wrong because you're not. Your brain is designed to have thoughts about circumstances and then to have feelings based off those thoughts and then to take actions based off those feelings and those actions create results. You're doing it exactly right. You may just not be doing it the way that you want to be doing it. And so I get to just help empower you so that you can decide what you want to create. So if right now you're seeing things in your life that you don't like what you've created, or like maybe it's a lot of things, maybe it's one particular thing, I just want to tell you there's no worries. You created this, and that means that you can create something different. I just really want to quickly say, as a life coach, I'm not a therapist. And so if there is something like abuse going on, that is not what I am talking about. If you are in a situation where you are experiencing harm from another person, there is professional help for that. And so go there and don't blame yourself for what other people are doing to you. I just really want to make that really, really clear. Okay. So as our quick recap, the self-coaching model, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. The circumstance is neutral and most likely it's outside of your control. You have a thought about the circumstance and your thought creates your feeling and your feeling drives your actions and your actions create your results. It is to gain awareness and insights. You are to do models about you and for you. And if you come to me, we do, I help you do your model, not about someone else. And by the way, the only place that someone else ever shows up in your model is in the circumstance line, okay? So doing this model, this is my area of expertise. This is where I've had the training and the testing to make sure that I'm doing it properly. And so it's so, so beneficial to come get coached so that I can help you see the things that you're missing. And it's so enlightening. And I'll tell you that this tool has changed my life. And if you let it, I know that it can change yours too. And it can change for the better. And it is so worth it. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You can go check out my website, youarelimitless.ca to learn how to work with me. But I want you to just be safe and have a wonderful day. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, I would love for you to share it with others. Rate it and leave a review. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, 
I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a try it out session today at youarelimitless.ca. See you soon.